you're like dying to make content and it's like yeah but um is it content for the soul or is it content for the scroll welcome to a new episode of the podcast i'm owen and today i sit down with giovanni montalvo giovanni is a freelance filmmaker and has went to film school in london and has a lot of experience with this he's also gained over 20,000 subscribers on YouTube throughout the years, producing content that's mostly vlog and film related. His content is not geared toward the business side of YouTube, which is really interesting because it's mostly toward the art side of YouTube. So as you listen to this, please think about the relationship between art and YouTube videos and how you can produce YouTube videos more sustainably. Enjoy the episode. So to start off, just uh, give us a little bit of a, a bio, a rundown of who you are, what you do, all that kind of stuff. Oh man. Um, well, I'd like to think I'm a, I'm a filmmaker. You know, when people always ask you like, what, what do you do and you're making films? And then it's like, oh, I'm a writer, director. I don't know. I to, you know, be able to make like my whole life just writing and, and, and directing uh, narrative films and maybe some documentary, but mostly narrative filmmaking. Um, so that's what I, you know, do as much as I can but in between I guess I I nowadays I make a living off just editing and video like videography work for corporate stuff but really like what I devote a lot of my time to because because I've got a lot of time because it's freelance right you don't I'm not full-time like nine to five is like writing and, and reading and and making movies when I can awesome so you do freelance editing and filmmaking for like companies is that, that's what you said yeah so you've obviously gained some skills doing that and uh growing your youtube channel and all of that kind of stuff did you have any like prior experience doing that stuff no i, I mean i you know i started in 2015 it was like it was the senior year of high school it was like the second semester of senior year of high school that I kind of found filmmaking because I picked up my dad's camera um you know like the family camera the one that they would take pictures with like a Nikon it was a Nikon something five two thousand something like that and I was just recording myself like lifting weights because because um I was really into like fitness vlogs and there's like this dude named Christian Guzman who lived in the same city as me and I was just doing that. And my friend was like, why don't you go to film school? You seem to really like this. And it just never clicked with, it never even considered the idea of being a filmmaker. Cause like, I don't know, it's something like, I don't know, you just don't think about it. I mean, maybe you do, but I, I'd never been like the kind of person to be like in love with movies and like, and like, uh, uh, like, you know, you know, like they say Steven Spielberg knew like when he was seven or eight or something, you hear the filmmakers like, oh, I, when I was eight years old, I was gonna, I was already making movies with Super 8 or VHS, but I don't know. I just kind of figured, found it when I was 18. And because I found it when I was 18, I, I, I was like kind of really pragmatic about it where I wasn't, I, I, I fell in love with making movies before I fell in love with like, you know, movies. And the older that I get, the more I fall in love with movies. But I start, it started just with, with like making movies myself. And I, I didn't have any experience really. Um, I just taught myself and, you can go back to the early YouTube videos on my channel and they're like, that's like just me going out and trying to make something. And there's like probably like 25 or 30 unlisted videos now that I made that were like really crappy. 
Um, but I learned a lot just by making stuff and I never had a teacher. I wish I still, I still today, I wish I had like a teacher, like a mentor or someone. And I still hope one day to meet someone that can be like, Hey, you know, you should be doing this, but it's always kind of been like a, a little lonely road. Um, of course it hasn't been lonely, but just like, in, it just, just as in like the, the craft of it, like the learning, the learning of it, you know? Yeah. So you didn't end up going to film school? I did. So I, I went, I went to film school, but film school was, didn't really like teach any, any, anything. Like I can't think back to like one moment in, in class where I was like, oh. right. in fact, I can, it's like about like sound, sound, like how do you uh, like organize sound files after a shoot? Like this guy getting really technical. I don't know why I remember that, but um, you know, I, feel, I went to film school, I went to London. I was like, oh, I wanted to go to like New York or LA, you know, cause you go to, go to, go to where the work is. Um, but you know, my, my mom's half brother had been in, in London, he's British and we'd been to London a lot and I just checked it out. And it was like, the tuition was like $13,000 a year and NYU and USC and, and, and the California and New York schools are like 50K, 40K starting. And I was like, kind of like, oh, was, I don't know. Long story short, I ended up in London um, and it was like, it was really nice, but film school wasn't, it, it's more like, it's really important in film school that at least what I got out of it was the people that I met and the films that I got to make with them and the work that I put in because just as I came out with two films that I was like proud of from film school, um, people would go to film school and come out with like nothing and then just not be in film anymore after like a year or two, which is, you know, it's, it's like, I don't know if it's worth it. It's a very personal thing, but it was, I don't know, it, it taught me stuff, but it wasn't because of film school. It was more like, because of the stuff that I did in it. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like the connections you made and the experience. Yeah. The, con the connections you make and, and, and the experience you get. And if you're a writer and if you're a writer director, it's really about like, it's really about like what you, you do because the cinematographers and the they'll come in they'll be on everyone's films and they come out like cinematographers they have a career like straight out of film school because like they can be on set they can be gaffers they can be first ACs some of them even oh, end up DPing like they'll just be cinematographers working commercial shoots music videos right out of film school but if you're a writer director it's like a marathon and the film school is kind of like the the very first chance you get to kind of start that marathon because you you need to make those films that aren't good and then get and then keep learning to make something that's like okay I can sit down and put this in a cinema and and people can watch it and they won't be like oh my god what did I just watch uh, and you can right. start that in film school do you know what I mean yeah exactly yeah did you think it was worth it for you I think so um I think it was worth it uh, I mean, the last four films I've made have been in London and I'm like, I'm, I, I live in Texas and I'm and I, now, and I'm like, I'm not British, but they haven't been like British films. Do you know, you know, you know what I mean? And, and, and that's because I was able to go to film school, uh, there and meet people there and kind of like, almost like take the ego out of it. And I mean that because I've, I had the chance to go to Los Angeles a lot, my, my, my mom's cousin was working there and I, I had a chance in like 2017 and 16 to like visit a lot uh, and stay there, you know, without like hotels and stuff, just at a, friend, a family's home. And I just, every time I go to LA, I'd be like, 
oh my god like if this is it like this, this this isn't a joke here like people are literally filmmaking is like a business and like this is actually happening here whereas when when i was in london um it was very there was still the business and you know they shoot a lot of films in london but it was more like okay you can live a little bit you can meet a lot of different people and you can kind of like almost like focus on like what do, what do you want to do rather than like what's everyone else doing uh and it was really important for me to be able to do that personally in film school and then you know have the people because filmmaking isn't like you can't do it alone uh have the people have the actors because it's a humongous it's like New York, LA, London for like, you know, theater, of course, Paris, but it's not English. And uh, have those resources to make the films. Um, yeah, it, it was it was great. And I wouldn't have had that chance without film school, right? Because it, whenever you're out of film school, you gotta be working, you you can't make a student film. You've gotta make a, you're, when you're making a film, you're making a film, that's not a student film. You don't have that like kind of level of like cushion to like, like okay but I was a student like don't don't worry about that like it's like you know uh yeah it was worth it I, I mean yeah for me it was worth it and it, it becomes more worth it the the older I get I think because yeah yeah I don't know if the connections will last I hope they will uh but you don't know because um like for instance like uh, the producer that I work with right now I worked on my uh, last two films uh he's like working in commercial corporate shoots but I don't know if in 10 years he'll be working in like film financing, you know? Right. Uh, and, and, and there's other producer, there's other producers uh, uh, that one producer that I know is like getting involved in like, like short film financing and like narrative filming. And you don't know where they're going to be. That's, that's the thing, right? Like if you go, if I, I went to a film school that was young, so we didn't have like 30 or 40 or 50 year olds that were like mentoring people and, and like getting you internships and like, kind of you know getting you into the industry rather it was it was a film school that did a lot of things so people were getting into the industry even though they weren't in it for a long time like alumni, alumni was so I don't know I think it'll it, it will at least that film school will, will like uh age with like 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 over time like like wine you know like it'll 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 age but yeah. I don't know I'm, I'm just kind of it's the first time I remember kind of looking back at it in a long time so maybe I'm rambling a bit yeah yeah no that makes sense so you said it kind of like took the ego out of, um, I guess, the experience of film school. Was that yeah. like better, you think? Yeah, I think so. I, I mean, it's natural, right? I mean, filmmaking is like, you have to have an ego to an extent. I mean, when you're, make, when you're an actor or a director, like, because you, you, you've got to be very sure of like what you're doing. Because the moment you get in to a project, you've got like, but like I mean like I'll write like I love writing right like I'll, I'll write a, a, a script but in the moment that you start to direct it becomes like this social thing of like oh I've got this idea and I've got this idea and I've got this idea and you like for, you almost forget like what what you first wrote down um, and that's amplified when you're in a city like Los Angeles or even New York right because you're like in the centers of the world very much like like film like it's Hollywood it's yeah. New York right um and then London, it was like a bit of like, it's still a very important city, but it wasn't like, like, like the craziness of New York or like the uh, ego of like Los Angeles. And it was like a little middle ground where you could kind of hide and not, you, you didn't feel bad that you weren't making like getting a whiplash, like, like, to the, like Damon Chazelle in 20, is 27, you're like 27, 28 making whiplash or, 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 or that you weren't getting like these huge commercial projects, uh, as if as a commercial director or something it, it, do you know do you, do you know what I mean it was like like a yeah. little 
safe space or before like you got out into the big world yeah that yeah. makes a lot of sense you're not like yeah, yeah. comparing yourself to the other filmmakers i guess yeah yeah and you're not comparing yourself to other filmmakers and, and i mean of course you always do but but you're not forced because in, in los angeles you know you're walking you're, you're driving around and like you see a huge set like just on the street or or you or you, or you see people filming everywhere or you you, you see a celebrity uh, it, it was more like you were in the real you were you were living life rather than like trying to figure out how to I, yeah. I, at least I mean the way I'll put it is in Los Angeles like I would feel I, I don't think I would thrive there because like I feel like it's not, I wouldn't be making things that were honest to what I want to say there because it's not I don't I'm not going to go to Los Angeles and make a story about Los Angeles like if I was living in Los Angeles I'd be writing so many things that wouldn't would not be based anywhere in California right, right. so so I, my thought is like like at least you know when I was in film school it was okay uh I'm making stuff and I'm making here in London but like now that I moved back to Texas like I told I made a film in London my my, my short film in, in April but I told them like you know if you told me like you can't leave Texas and you've got to make films in Texas for the rest of your life I'd be like you know I wouldn't be so scared about that because like like what I want to do or say is I could do it here you know what I mean yeah yeah that makes a lot of sense yeah but like I don't know I guess you're not like based in the uh trying to play the game of the uh the city i guess like the area yeah in. yeah yeah I, I, I'm, I'm not trying to i'm not I, I, it's a rat it's like a little rat race and it's a game and it, and, and and you play it everywhere you, you play it anywhere you are really you yeah know, but but i don't want to play it in los angeles or new york <laughs> yeah. yeah that's like the the biggest place to try to do that it's kind of a similar yeah. thing like on youtube have you noticed that and like how have you approached that yeah, YouTube. YouTube is like the epitome of that, isn't it? <clears throat> yeah. Because, because it's about trends, right? And I started back in 2015, 16, like right when Sam Calder was just starting out, and the whole like filmmaking was becoming like like Casey Neistat as well was just was was starting the vlogs, and. Uh, I like for instance, I really admire still to this day like Casey Neistat's stuff before the vlogs because that was kind of like I started filmmaking two or three four months before he started vlogging, and I would just consume those those videos of like just these little stories and it was just so like mind blowing to me that you could uh, take what is real life and it's not a documentary but it's like a little formatted piece of a story taking elements of like of like filmmaking and applying it to just real life even just your personal life and uh that was just mind-blowing to me because uh, to answer your question like about you know the rat race of youtube it's all about trends and vlogging and what gets the views what gets the clickbait and i've always from the very beginning because of casey neistat's uh early videos that he made little stories uh always seen it as like this is like this is just a place for me to put th this stuff that I make uh and for it to live and whether five people see it or a thousand people see it or it's like you know the balding video of 1.5 million people see it um that that's 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 fine like I just want it to be there I've made it and and it's a point it's something that I captured and shared then and and it's almost like a curated space for for my personal work rather than like a way for me to like get 
views and subscribers and stuff because man that that's a that's a draining impossible sometimes game to play i think yeah yeah definitely so you mainly use it as like a like a personal portfolio just a place to uh share your art pretty much right yeah 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 i i think it's a it's a place to share and the older i get it's like really like a time capsule because man like if i i can go and i haven't gone back and watched some of these videos that i made six years ago um but like dude you've got like i mean how old are you i'm 18 you're 18 so i right i was just without imagine like eight years later you're 25 and you've got like a place where you go back and watch all your home movies right and like man like you know you I can, you can go out, I can go back and relive like and it's it's different to to like a picture right because like like a picture you see it and you remember the memories or whatever but you can see people living these moments that you that you filmed eight seven six years ago and it's scary because I mean it's not scary I mean I, sometimes I think it's scary but uh it's crazy because like I you can go back and see people that you don't talk to anymore at all that were your friends at that at, at that moment you know um friends and family some maybe friends and family that aren't around anymore these things and and it's almost like the just in the way that somebody who vlogs would you know have their own time capsule on their channel because they capture their whole life um I have an element of that except it's like curated and formatted in a story so it's consumable uh, no matter that, that that's what's really important to me that that even with narrative or, or 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 youtube if i make something i want it to be uh watchable uh today and 20 years from now and we don't go back and watch vlogs you know that are 20 or 15 years old because like i don't i'm not want to see what this guy was eating on monday july uh 14 2012 right um but by i don't know yeah it's like the way I see YouTube is a personal time capsule, um, you know, for the, for my future self, but, but also a time capsule and like a collection of work for anybody, you know, finding it, you know, today or 10 years down the line, which is what, which is what a filmography is, right? Like, like if you watch a filmmaker's work, you know, you're, you see, you know, Christopher Nolan's like inception, or, or the dark night and then you're like mm, what did he make before and then you go back watch him watch uh following this very first film or or the prestige or or the one with al pacino and and robert williams um uh, i think it's insomnia and you watch these movies that people hadn't watched as much back then but you watch them now because they got more exposure later i think that's what youtube would probably be for me like this thing that's there but maybe hopefully later on when people watch more of my work they can go back to it you know what I mean yeah that's awesome that's yeah. such a cool way to look at it it's very different from how I think most people do anyway like these days it's kind yeah. of changed a bit yeah I mean it's the whole TikTok mentality right I mean you got you got the whole the whole 60 seconds and it's gone it's forgotten kind of thing and you're like dying to make content and it's like yeah but um is it content for the soul or is it content for the scroll you know like yeah and i don't know it it takes time i mean dude i went through that like i was making trying to get views and trying to do stuff when i was like five four years ago six years ago but sooner or later you gotta you know 
like how can I, I really believe in like sustainable like creativity and and for me that means and you know it's different for everyone you know some people could be like bust like Stephen King they can be writing a five books a year um but for me that's like I don't know what, what how can I you know keep creating and how can I make that make that honest and be happy with it and keep 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 moving on because because when you make a lot of content for instance for TikTok like I know so many TikTok creators um you know like you make a lot of stuff and then it, and then it gets popular and then if you don't keep making that same thing then then you lose popularity and you're trying to make something that's honest to yourself and that means less views and then you feel bad because it's less views and it's like this little cycle and it's like how do you break out of that and I don't know it's tough it's tough man like I don't I don't know like yeah how do you even I mean it seems to be working for you anyway some of your videos have done really well and it's like it's really interesting how people just want to watch just like kind of everyday stuff I mean obviously it's awesome it's like really good content and it's really well produced but it's like it's just like vloggy kind of stuff it's like about that right. yeah it's, it's it, it it's i mean it's just about life right like it it's um essentially the videos on on my youtube channel are just just my life it would be a vlog and it would be a vlog except it's in like a like a story format or a, right you know you know there's miss on scene to it is really yeah. like i i really like in the editing, really, the most of it comes from the editing, but, but like, I don't know, I, I, you know, like J.R. Ali, for instance, him and I started when we, I remember together and he had like 800 subs, I had like a thousand subs, we were right in the beginning and, and it was that kind of same, same idea, you know, J.R. Ali would take, and still does, take these amazing uh, ideas and effects and just create this world within his videos. Um, and then you have Sam Calder did the same thing, except and 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 everyone's kind of looking at the world, you know. I, I'm looking at the world one way and putting it like this, and it's it's just the same thing that you do as a document documentary filmmaker or or as a, a as a narrative director or writer, except now it's like because we have the tools we can do that with like you know real life and like the vlog moments like you said you know you can do that with I'm 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 going to the beach today. You can make that into a movie, you, and 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 that's what Casey Neistat was probably one of the very first people to do. It's like, hey, I'm 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 getting engaged. I'm getting I'm having a baby. I can make this into a movie, and no one had ever really done that before. And if they did, it it wasn't like it was expensive. It it was it wasn't possible to do on a scale like you know. Yeah, definitely. Do you think that kind of content will start like coming back into the algorithm on YouTube? I mean. There's like Ryan Trahan. I don't know if you've followed him, but no, he Ryan recently Trahan. did a, a vlog series where he traveled across um, the United States on a penny. And his series did like unreal views, like millions. I think you think I that think kind of so. stuff will come back? No, I think I think so. I think I think you know, people are watching one hour uh vlogs of a guy just holding a camera, no cuts, walking around uh post-soviet russia or or um you know nigeria i don't know have you seen those vloggers that like just have a, a crappy gopro and they just walk around dangerous mm -hmm. places or and and that to me is like the like the antithesis of like what we've been exposed to for like the last seven or eight years which is like flash 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 
And it's like, we, we want to see honest moments. You can't ever take away or fake honesty. And a lot of the, you know, clickbait stuff uh, on YouTube that thrives is like, you watch it, but you're, you're like still hungry because it didn't really feed you. That's why you watch so much of it. And when that content, I, I mean, I haven't watched it, but like if it's a vlog series where he's traveling the US on, on a penny, like not, I mean, I'm not taking into account like how it was edited or the formatting of it or the craft of it, but, but that idea, right? It's like, there's honesty within that. There's something to explore and, and figure out rather than just like 60 second, like content, you know, there's, there's life. To, so I think just in general, whether it's YouTube or anything, it's never gone away. I think it's never gone away. I think just like trends, you know, we, there's always honest things being made. It's just not always that it's getting the most views. Mm-hmm. Um, that makes sense and that's with anything yeah and then yeah, sooner sure. later hopefully it, it trickles up but sometimes it'll trickle down but it's always there you just gotta look for it yeah definitely that makes makes a ton of sense i think so too so you mentioned editing earlier how much of like i guess the creativity of a video is in like the filming the editing and then like just the storytelling and like writing and then like what's your process for making a video Right. So, uh, a video, so like YouTube videos, just so I know YouTube video or like film or just in general. Um, I mean, I guess film or YouTube video, I mean, they could really be one and the same thing. Right. So I, I think, you know, it's interesting because I think maybe just to divide it in half, like when I first started for me, uh, making these YouTube videos, what happened was I, I would write these videos. I would write these YouTube videos and I would kind of shoot them. And then I started to learn what filmmaking was and how to like see something and edit it in my head. And then what happened with the YouTube videos was that uh, two, three years ago, you know, I started to not write it as much. I mean, I always still, if I have an idea for a YouTube video, I'll kind of outline it real quick in my notes. I like write down like, like, okay, uh, I want to kind of hit this point and I kind of want to do this, but like, if I'll go on a trip or, you know, I'm just living my life and I, and I won't write it as much as I used to, because I kind of film it and I'm kind of like instinctively doing it where I'm like, oh, I'm going to film this stuff this way. And not that I've developed a style. I, I would hate to say like, oh, I've got a style, but more that I've developed like a, like a subconscious instinct for, for, for the way that I'd want to film something. Um, and a lot of it for me now today comes from the, the film, like YouTube videos comes from the filming and the editing. And it's almost like the writing is not really there. At least the last two, three years, it hasn't been for me after the balding video. Um, and I only got to that point because I, I start from like audio, like I think audio first, I think sounds, I think narration, I think interviews with people and then I think visuals and then I think uh, editing and sometimes I don't have the audio and I'll have visuals but I'm still very much thinking about the audio first so that that's kind of how I work I, I just think audio visually uh, and it's very liberating because to, to to bring it to narrative filmmaking um, narrative filmmaking that I do like for my short films and for my features that I write that's like writing like you, I don't, you don't even begin to, to do anything without writing first because you need to write your script. You need to 
flesh it all out. And it's almost like YouTube is like my release or, or like the stuff that I go to YouTube is like my release. Cause like I can make films there. I can, I can actually make something there and I don't have to write it out. And, you know, like I'm writing a feature script right now, dude. And it's like, I, it feels like I've been writing it for like a year, but really it's only been like two months. Uh, and that's like, really like, you're like in these four walls with that. And I can, it's very liberating to think that I can, you know, if I want to make a video, which I should, I put it, I'm putting it aside too, too much. Uh, I could go just make a film. And, and, and that's, that's wonderful. Uh, but for filmmaking and uh, like narrative filmmaking, it's writing, then it's filming then it's editing and it's more um, compartment, like it's, it's more seg segmented. Um, and it's very much everything, but with, with YouTube, it's like, more of it's more like you're painting with 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 my youtube stuff i feel like i'm painting you know what i mean that makes a lot of sense so like you're kind of building the story as you go like as you film and edit you're kind of assembling the pieces together instead yeah. of like pre-constructing it especially in editing because because i'll so like i love sitting down and like like oh i could make this non-linear like i might have you know you know shot something a b c d e f g but it's like oh i could start with g and then go to b and, you know and, and make it more of a experience rather than because that's what's really hard in filmmaking in, in narrative filmmaking you, you have a plot you have an act structure you have scenes and with, and and for me it's always like trying to break that down how can i make things consumable i i hope that when people watch my youtube videos it's not like it's very much of an experience i hope sometimes like like you're experiencing it there with me and yeah that makes a lot of sense so you're kind of like constructing the experience i guess like for the person yeah. so they can like go look back on that yeah exactly awesome so we're getting to the end of my time here one more question that i always ask actually i have two more today someone trying to get into like creating content and filmmaking and storytelling what's one piece of advice that you think would be really beneficial to someone like that what's really helped me just continue to create to like find what kind of fulfills me day to day because uh i really struggled for instance uh when i started to kind of mature as a filmmaker and not just make youtube videos but start to like make films and like make short films and then make feature uh, start to work on feature films uh, scripts that it was really hard like to show up every day you know like oh because I mean when you got it when you're writing a feature like you got to show up every day you got to write the pages and then you got to see it through because you write a first draft and you got to write like like I, for instance with a short film like the short film I just did in London um, it was like 12 drafts like and that's like 30 20 pages like now like do 12 drafts of like 100 pages like it, it's it's months and months of work and applying that to just filmmaking in general, like our creativity, like, I think the people that we see that are successful, that we look up to, um, we, and, and we look up to their work, it's because they show up every day. And it's not that they do a magnificent work every single day, it's that they just show up every day. I say to myself, at least right now, um, I, I want to do two two hour sessions of writing um, a week. And then in between do one hour sessions. And guess what? Out of the last six weeks, I've only had one week where I've done two two-hour sessions of writing. But, but I've sat down, you know, Monday to Friday in front of my laptop, and I've done at least one hour. 
uh, each day or 30 minutes. And that adds up. So instead of doing, you know, zero hours or one hour a week, I'm doing four or five. And then I look back the last six months and it's like, oh, I've done um, now 60 pages of, of a feature. Whereas before that, I would do like 20 pages and then stop. So it's the same thing with, with filmmaking. Like I, I, I could go and I hope to go back to YouTube and be making more, more, more YouTube videos. And now it's like, hey, I just gotta, okay, one video. What, what do I wanna do for that one? And how do I do it each day? Or how do I work towards that each day? And it could be something very little or it could be something big, but I don't know, kind of finding a process is really important to, to creating in the grand scheme of things. Because if you don't have a process, you know, there's always that idea that you have that motivates you and you make it and then you're burned out. But really to keep creating, I think, at least for me, it's like about like, how do I spread this out? Because it's a little marathon. It's not like, I used to sprint too much. I yeah. used to sprint way too much. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a ton of sense. Just keep being consistent, staying with it. What is one thing you recommend that everyone buy that's under $100? Do I have too many expensive things? Actually, <laughs> it would probably be a thermos water bottle because uh, I love the idea of being able to put ice in there and it lasts for ages. And when you're thirsty, you just drink water and it's ice cold. And the days that I don't feel well or I'm kind of hazy or I've got something's going on, it's probably because I haven't drank enough water. That's a really good answer. Not one I've yeah. gotten yet. Yeah. That's awesome. All right. So do you want to uh, plug your socials, your uh, YouTube, Instagram, that kind of thing? Yeah, my YouTube channel is just my name, Giovanni Montalvo. You can Google it. It'll show up on Google uh, or on YouTube. And my Instagram is G-I-O-B as in boy, R-A-H-H, Geobra. If anything, just go see if you like the YouTube videos and, and subscribe if you like. Awesome. Thanks for being on the podcast. Yeah, thank you. It was a pleasure. That's it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I thought it was a great conversation with Giovanni and I hope you got some valuable insights from it. So please leave a review and subscribe and also turn on your notifications.